0: Have to take our clothes off Dry humping Dry humping
1: That funky humpin'. I would go out tonight But there's a new episode
0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. This is Reaction Brats, episode 18. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is David. I'm Robin. It is a gloomy Sunday afternoon here in Hamilton, Ontario. According to the weather, we have a lot of rain coming tonight, so we're going to test out our brand new roof and Mm -hmm. our brand new backflow backwater valve in the basement.
1: And it's definitely rain. It's not snow coming our way. It is
0: rain. Hmm. It's going to warm up a bit, and it's going to rain all night. There's a rain warning, and this is what we've been waiting for. We've had a bunch of work done on our money pit of a house, and uh, tonight's the test. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a leak in the basement or the roof. Tonight's the night. It's going to happen.
1: I hope it doesn't happen.
0: Well, it's not going to happen because we just spent a lot of money on a brand new roof and uh, getting the basement fixed. Uh, how's everybody doing out there? We are doing A-OK. been a busy weekend. And finally, we are not recording on a Monday night. This is a Sunday at, uh, what is it, quarter after 4 p.m. Feels like midnight. It does feel like midnight, but we're going to get this over with. However, this is going to be probably a really long episode.
1: Why do you say that?
0: Well, because... Uh, I got a lot to say about one of the records, and then the other record just has a lot of songs on it. Yeah. We're probably going to talk about all of them hmm This week, as the year wraps up in music, Spotify has put out their famous year-long, what's it called? The wrapping, Spotify Wrapped, where every user of Spotify gets all their stats for the year and everybody can share it on social media where no one cares about it except for the person posting it. But uh, I figured I'm a Spotify user and I got my stats, so we might as well uh, talk about it now on the podcast because we always need content.
1: I have a real problem with this. Why? Because Apple Music doesn't do it. And year after year, Apple Music hasn't just thought we should copy this Spotify format because it's awesome. I want this.
0: I want to see my year in review. Well, I've been saying to you since we've been together that Apple Music sucks and that you should switch to Spotify. I don't see the difference between the two other than
1: Spotify does the wrapped and Apple doesn't. I
0: think the user interface of Spotify in general is way more friendly than Apple Music personally.
1: Have you used them both?
0: Yeah, I use Apple Music. Music on your phone all the time.
1: See, I've tried to use Spotify on yours and I can't really fully understand it.
0: Oh. Well, I think once you get into it, you realize that it's set up a little bit better. A little more user-friendly, I think.
1: Well, I'm gonna switch over to Spotify. One, because I've kind of like messed up my algorithm on Apple. It like the stuff that, that it puts on my favorites, and I'm just I'm over it all. I would like a fresh, clean start. And now is the time to do it so that this time next year. I will have my wrapped and it will be a full year.
0: And you can share it on social media like everybody else. I will. Uh, I'm going to pull mine up here. It's not what I was expecting. Well, Some of it is what I was expecting, but some of it's uh, interesting. Let me just find it here. Okay, so they give you your top genres and my top genres in order are number one, techno, Number two, new wave. Number three, power pop. Number four, classic rock, and number five, post hardcore. And that's funny, is that pretty much sums me up right there.
1: A hundred percent, that Those sums are you up. yeah.
0: the only five genres I really listen to. I, well, metal, but I guess I would the kind of metal I listen to would probably fit into post hardcore. I guess I don't know, but I definitely listened to a lot of techno because my top song of the year was Oracle of Delphi by Matrix Man. Here is a clip.
1: Huh. Like, do you like Matrix Man or does it like show up on playlists or how does that happen?
0: I'm a fan of Matrix Man. He's one of my favorite uh, techno producers, I guess you would say. Mm. He's in my top listens for guys that make techno that I, or ladies that make techno that I enjoy.
1: Sure. What's also interesting is that, I mean, especially for Spotify, because you wouldn't be listening to techno on vinyl, right? So you're only streaming it.
0: Uh, I would listen to it on vinyl if we had any.
1: Right. But that's what I'm saying is we don't. So you're listening to, when you need a techno fix, you're listening to it. On On Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Where all the other stuff we have it on
0: vinyl. Yeah, but I would totally buy some techno on vinyl. We just it'd be a very one sided purchase. Because you would never put it on.
1: Right. Yeah, no. I wouldn't put it on, but I I wouldn't necessarily take it off if you were to put
0: it on. Mm-hmm. No, we'll do, uh, maybe in the future, we'll do a techno, we'll do uh, homework. I'll assign you maybe uh, 8 or 10 techno tracks to listen to, and maybe we can talk about it. Oh,
1: good. I don't know about that. I'll sign you like 8 to 10 Taylor Swift tracks and how well, about there, that?
0: There's an episode. Perfect. Because I would do my best to pick some techno tracks that have something that you would like.
1: 8 to 10 is an awful lot.
0: 8 to 10 Taylor Swift songs would be an awful
1: lot for me. So maybe let's just like maybe half that
0: like six five yeah okay four yep okay uh so yeah that was my top song and uh what's what else they tell you here you get uh, your top songs of the year in order so mine was obviously number one was oracle of delphi by matrix man my second most listened song was sentry by matrix man
1: <laughs> i love this
0: <laughs> number three was brain trust by hot snakes Number four was Slave by Female, more techno. And number five was Thought Crime by Matrix Man. Hmm. That Matrix Man EP that those songs are from, uh, uh, yeah, I did listen to it a lot this year. Uh, what else is there? What else do they give you for your... My top artist was Female, who is a techno producer from the UK. Well, I listened to his stuff a lot this year. And uh, yeah, my top artists were Female, Matrix Man, Hot Snakes, Torch, and Regis. Regis is also techno. I listened to a lot of techno. So that was my Spotify wrapped. Isn't that interesting, everybody?
1: It's very interesting. And I want a wrapped.
0: Let us know how interesting you thought it was. At Reaction Pod is our Instagram. Next year, Robin will have a wrap to talk about. It'll be awesome. I bet it will. Uh, maybe we should get into the records. We've been talking for quite a while here. We gave each other
1: homework. Homework.
0: And that was our amazing theme song for homework. And uh, yeah, Robin assigned me a record and I assigned her a record. What were the records? Well,
1: I assigned you the new record by The War on Drugs. I don't live here anymore.
0: And why did you do that?
1: It's new. It just came out. I had listened to it a few times. I love it. I listen to it when you are not around. Typically, I put it on when you're not home. I decided to assign this to you because I think maybe you have formed your opinions on these guys without listening really fully to a record all the way through so i wanted to assign this to you for homework
0: okay i don't feel like i have formed an opinion on them because i don't know anything about them the one thing i know about war on drugs is that when we started dating we were hanging out at your house and you had war on drugs on and i said is this brian adams (laughs) and you got mad and asked me to leave
1: that's not true I, I would did s- never ask you to leave. I
0: did say, is this Brian Adams? <laughs> yes, you did. Because this fella sounds like Brian Adams, I think. I don't hear it. I don't think I'm the only person who thinks that.
1: I don't think so either, but I don't hear it.
0: But I didn't dislike what you were playing. I was more than happy to listen to this album, and I listened to it a lot, and I have many, many, many thoughts. Great. And I assigned to Robin the debut album from Frank Black, the self-titled from 1993. This record means a lot to me. It's a huge part of my life, and I figured uh, Robin would probably like a good chunk of this album, so... I signed it to you.
1: Great. I also have many opinions.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Should we do it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. We're starting with Frankie B.
0: Want to start with Frankie B? Yep. Here we go. Robin. Yes, David. May I quote some lyrics from a Frank Black song from the record that we're talking about today? Sure thing. These are some lyrics from the song Czar, and they go a little bit like this. Time. If he could travel time, he would have been on time. Instead of making rhyme, he didn't need a band. He was a mountain man. Time's a funny thing.
1: I kind of see where this is going, maybe.
0: Do you really? For once in your life?
1: Yeah. You want more time with me.
0: Wikipedia time. When you just want the facts. it's Wikipedia time. So
2: much of love. It's Wikipedia time. I'm ready to learn. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this is the Wikipedia entry for Black Francis, who is Charles Thompson, who is Frank Black. So here we go.
1: His name's Charles
0: Thompson. Charles Thompson the fourth. Is an American singer, songwriter, and guitarist. He is best known as the frontman of the alternative rock band Pixies, with whom he performs under the stage name Black Francis. Following the band's breakup in 1993, he embarked on a solo career under the name Frank Black. After releasing two albums with record label 4AD and one with American Recordings, he left the label and formed a new band, Frank Black and the Catholics. He readopted the Black Francis name in 2007. I am a former label mate of Frank Black. What? Frank Black and the Catholics were on song. Onion and my former band, sort of also a current band, Chore, is on that label.
1: Well, son of a bitch.
0: That's pretty cool, right? Super cool. Uh, The record we're doing today is a very, 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 very special album. Uh, I lost the Wikipedia link. One sec.
1: We really need to get our shit together for this one.
0: Frank Black is the debut solo album by American alternative rock musician Frank Black. The album was recorded in 1992 and released on March 8, 1993 via, or via... 4AD, and Elektra Records, after the breakup of Black's band, The Pixies. The album is similar in style, both musically and lyrically, to The Pixies' last album prior to their 1993 breakup, Trompe Le Monde. Frank Black is characterized by a focus on UFOs and science fiction. Two singles from the album, Los Angeles and Hang On To Your Ego, were released in 1993. Both reached the top 10 of Billboard's Modern Rock Tracks chart. This record for me is huge. Uh, Much like DJ Shadow we did a couple episodes ago, it's going to be very hard for me to hear disparaging comments about this album. It's very, very special. It is so part of my soul, and uh, I can't wait to share it with you, Robin.
1: Great. Well, I can't wait to share my thoughts and feelings (laughs) with you, David. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, this album is the natural progression from what is the Pixies' best album, and that's not up for debate, Trompe Le Monde. We were waiting for this one when it came out, my brother and I, Mm -hmm. and uh, it did not disappoint. March 1993, my brother Mark brought it home on tape, and it was a big day. And I, after that, did not stop listening to it for months and months and months. The spring of ninety three, that was a that was a big year for me.
1: Yeah, what happened that year?
0: Oh, it's just you know a lot of firsts. Like what? First love. hmm. First heartbreak. Aww. Got my heart busted. Not yeah. in the spring, but soon thereafter. And this record was a big part of that. So when I listen to it, it uh, takes me back. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, this record was not a thing for me. I I don't have any emotional attachment to it. I don't know if you want to talk about the Pixies at all and my kind of... Yeah, let's um, talk about it, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a fan of the Pixies. I don't not like them. I mean, they've got some good songs. When Pixies, like, Here Comes Your Man comes on at the, like, when we're out dancing, it's always a fun one. Like, they've got some great songs. I've never been interested in listening to their records. Anything that I've heard from them, I've never been like, yes, give me more. Mm -hmm. I need more. I know that I'm supposed to. It's not that I don't understand it. It's not that I haven't heard it. It doesn't do it for me. The Mm -hmm. way it seems to do it for everyone else our age. I can't really explain why. I think a lot of it does have to do with Frank Black's singing style. His talk singing in particular, I'm not into. There is less of it on this record, which I think is partly why you wanted me to listen to this record. Yes, I went into this homework as though it was still 1993 and I just put it on, listened to it from start to finish over and over with headphones. I didn't go looking on the internet for information i did try to find articles in details rolling stone and spin because those would have been the magazines that i would have been reading at the time did you find stuff i didn't i found Uh, an article in details but it was behind a wall and i couldn't access uh, it i tried i didn't even know and i i could have researched this if the lyrics because we should mention we don't have the vinyl yes
0: we're posing at the moment we don't own this on vinyl but i would love to
1: I did look online, and it's like a hundred and something yeah, dollars to that's buy. That's the problem. Yeah. If anybody
0: would like to gift that to us, at Reaction Brats Pod <laughs> is our Instagram.
1: We'll happily accept it. I didn't know if the lyrics came with the original record, so I didn't even look the lyrics up online. Okay. I just, like I said, pretended it was 1993, and just kind of what I think the lyrics are are what I'm going with, mm-hmm. and what I think the songs mean are what I'm going with, okay, as though it's 1993.
0: And we should start talking about it right. Now, let's do it. All right, let me get my notes out here. The first song on the album is a classic. What a way to start it off! It's Los Angeles. Bam, 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 bam. What do you think of that one? It's a bit
1: of a tune. I yeah. mean, it's it's a classic Frank Black song, right? It, the song was everywhere. Yep. I like it even more... Since we started recording this episode, because I think now of little Baby Dave and Baby Mark with such anticipation, waiting for this record to come out, and then getting the tape and unwrapping it and putting it in your boombox for the first time and having this be the opening track. Oh, Holy yeah. crap. Like, uh, you must have been pumped.
0: I was freaking out. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, air guitaring in the mirror to this <laughs> song. I will admit <laughs> it. I would put on the old headphones there, and I would air guitar to this track a lot. Yeah, this track is... Killer man. The yeah. drum Nick Vincent on drums. It's that riff, the heavy riff when it comes in. And then the beautiful ending, the beautiful outro. Just dreamy on a river of dreams. Frank is the <laughs> is the ship captain and he's driving you to Pleasure Town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. It's a classic and uh It is a tune. You're down with that track, right? You like that one? Yeah, it's great. Good. The next song on the album is so perfect. It's called I Heard Ramona Sing.
2: The moments in the night.
0: Give it to me, Robin. Give it to me.
1: This song. I love it. I love (sighs) it so much. Nice. I listened to this record from start to finish, and only from start to finish, probably 20 times this week. Yeah. Nice. This is the best song on the record, I would say, for me. Mm -hmm. This is my track. As I said, I didn't research anything. I didn't look up any lyrics. So this one was interesting, and the more I thought about it, the more I loved it more. I loved that he had problems until he got a Walkman, because I think we've all been there, and we're all of a certain age where we spent lots of time with our Walkmans. And then I was trying to think of who Ramona would have been, and I thought about this for several listens over and over again, and then I just decided that this song is about the Ramones. It is. It's got to be about the Ramones. Absolutely. And so, right or wrong, it just made me love the song more, because when I was in grade 10, a boy made me a mixtape of just Ramones songs. The boy's Uh name was jesse lewis and he went to churchill school
0: cool what he went they, to my high school was he in your grade
1: he was in my grade his uncle was in teenage head oh Gord lewis yeah nice. was his uncle anyway jesse made me a mixtape and i listened to it a lot in my walkman so i really loved this song even more i also loved the lyric right or wrong again i don't know but i hope when they retire they pull another menudo <laughs> i just loved it yeah. Is that the lyric?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Good. Because again, right or wrong, I'm like, this makes me love the song yeah. more. Just like let them just keep like yeah, replacing, yeah. <laughs> replacing members yeah. forever. Anyway, this song's great. It's just a nice song. And I like the way he's singing in it. Yeah, this song's the best one on the record, in my opinion.
0: It is one of the best on the record. Absolutely. Anyway, so let's move on. The next song on the album is...
1: Hang On To Your Ego. <laughs>
0: My dear, sweet Robin.
1: This one's good. I mean, it's a like classic... Again, this song was everywhere. I have referenced this song a couple of times in conversation to people who say that Pet Sounds is overrated. I have had this conversation twice with men, separate men, who say Pet Sounds is overrated. And I say, if Frank Black covered the whole Pet Sounds record, you would love it. Because good songwriting is good songwriting. You know?
0: I agree. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know much about Pet Sounds. It's a great record. Is it? It lives up to the hype, does it?
1: Yeah, it's a great record. From start to finish, it's an amazing record. And I think people don't give it a chance. It's because it's got so much hype, but it 100% mm-hmm. lives up to the hype. And I think if Frank Black covered it, more people, more men of our age group would probably <laughs> listen to it. Probably.
0: <laughs> what uh, What are the songs on Pet Sounds that I would know?
1: Like, Sloop John B's on Pet Sounds.
0: But like, what are the hits? Like, what would I know?
1: Wouldn't It Be Nice is on Pet Sounds. God Only Knows okay, is yep. on Pet Sounds. And of course, you know, I know there's an answer, which is... Hang on to your ego.
0: That's right. That's right. Do you like Frank's version?
1: I do like Frank's version. It's great.
0: Me too. Uh, this whole Frank Black record was supposed to be a covers album. He was at the end of the Pixies, and uh, he was like, eh, do a covers record. But by the time it came time to record, he had a whole bunch of songs. So it So became, this is the only one that... This is the only one that stayed. Huh. And uh, Eric Drew Feldman is doing some amazing keyboard playing in that one. Uh, he also produced the record. He was in uh, Pear Ubu. Oh, Remember? yeah? Yeah. The next track is... Fu Fu Manchu. What do you think, Robin?
1: Uh, this one gets a meh from me. Really? It's fine.
0: Oh, I love this one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stank-ass riff. That used to get me so pumped as a 15-year-old boy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and as a 44-year-old man, it's still working. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that I, I love that one. That one's got a real Pixies feel to me.
1: Yeah. This is what I would think of when I think of a Frank Black song. Yeah. I think of this song.
0: I just remembered that I wanted to mention. So in June of 1993, we went and saw Frank Black in Toronto when he toured this record and as i mentioned before my first love that -hmm. was all going on at the time so on june 12th 1993 it was saturday night i kissed my little lady friend for the first time and then the next day june 13th 1993 was a sunday we went to toronto and i had taco bell for the first time and i saw frank black very good weekend
1: yeah sounds it yeah Uh, um was the taco bell the best part
0: i was blown away (laughs) Honestly, I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever had. A steak burrito supreme. Uh And I thought this is amazing. And I'm always going to eat here.
1: I love life. Isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. that I can
0: remember all that about that weekend? It was a good weekend.
1: Yeah, it's not crazy knowing you that you can remember all of that.
0: Fu Manchu. I love it. It's one of my favorite on the record. I always say that. I always say it's one of my favorite on the record. It's one of my favorites on the record. Nice job. I can't speak correctly. Sure you can. The next song is, oh boy, just let me compose myself place is named after numbers she-
1: First of all, I would like to say one, I really liked your air drumming and your stank face while we were listening to this on the break. Oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I dig the song. Yes. I love it. I like his vocal melody and the way he's singing in this one. It's a softer, frank voice. Yes. I dig this song.
0: Isn't it beautiful?
1: It's quite lovely.
0: It's uh, so fun fucking good. I'm sorry. Kids, earmuffs. Earmuffs, kids. Too late. Too late. This fucking song is so fucking good. All right. Sorry, (laughs) I'm going to calm down. I don't know. It's just... Even when I was a kid listening to this, it was one of my favorites. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the song itself is just... uh, It's about, you know... It's about space, collapsing stars and distant galaxies and places named after numbers, black holes and...
1: Frank seems to like outer space.
0: Yes. Frank is into space and UFOs and stuff like that. He has talked extensively about a pretty significant UFO encounter he had when he was a kid. Oh, yeah? Has a memory of like a cigar-shaped silver ship floating above like the yard. Uh, what's the next track there, Robin? (laughs) Czar. just give it to me straight robin
1: it's fine oh,
0: it's more than fine
1: it's okay it doesn't do it for me eh, fair enough i got a little more to say <laughs> okay the baseline when it's just the baseline part it's the same baseline is good by better than ezra also came out in 1993
0: i don't know if i'm familiar with it we're gonna have to play a clip here's a clip <laughs>
1: It's all I can hear.
0: I hear what you're saying, but let me say you something right now. Okay. <laughs> Better than Ezra doesn't hold a goddamn candle to anything Charles has ever done.
1: Well, they both sound like 1993 to me.
0: I don't I'm know. I'm Italian. sure they're both, I'm sure they're a bunch of nice fellas. Sure. But this song obviously blows away anything they've ever done in their entire lives. And did I not just pull the guitar out right now while you we're did. listening? And started you did. Yeah. Rocking right along. Oh, rocking and rolling. Probably haven't played that in a good 20 years, but came right back to me. Uh, this song is actually interesting, Robin. I don't know if you caught any of the lyrics, but it's about John Denver. It
1: is? Yeah. Aw.
0: So I will read this little blurb. Okay. Zara is a song about the singer John Denver who wanted to go to space and in 1988, but ended up staying on Earth. He was also the first American artist to perform in the Soviet Union in over 10 years when he played 11 Dates There in 1985, which explains all the Tsar and Cold War references in the lyrics. In an interview from '93, Frank said this John Denver is an accomplished pilot and he offered $10 million to the NASA agency and also $10 million to what was then the Soviet Space Agency just so that they would take him up into space. He was denied by both, and I kind of feel bad for him because even though the money may have been better used for charitable purposes, I sort of admire a real really wealthy person like that who tries to go out and do something really weird with his money. Some say Denver found the price of US $10 million set by the Soviet Space Agency to take him there a bit too steep and tried to negotiate but failed. Others, like Black, say the agency was the one that denied the offer. Sadly, even though he was an accomplished pilot, Denver died in 97 when he crashed his plane in California. So yeah, the lyrics, um, blue, extraordinary blue, 10 million porthole views. They're saying on the news, the Russians just said, no, you can't go.
1: I wonder what he thinks about 2020. 2020- Twenty-one and billionaires using their money instead of for charitable purposes going up into space in penis-shaped rocket ships. Yeah, I
0: bet you he's changed his tune on that one. I think he was probably just had a fondness for John Denver and thought it was kind yeah. of a cool story because he wrote a song about it. Yep. Does that change your opinion on the song at all? About- well,
1: I do love that it's about
0: John Denver. Yeah, it's an That's pretty cool. Interesting topic. Uh, what's the next song, My Dear Robin? Old Black Donning. harshness of how you cut the song when I am just air drumming away with a big old smile on my face, and you just cut it and look at me.
1: I'm sorry. That was that was pretty awesome, though. You were... <laughs> You were really feeling it.
0: I love that song. What do you think about it?
1: Uh, This one really had me tapping my toes and shaking Shaking my little little tush. tush. Perfect.
0: Yeah, it was a great one. Isn't it great? It is great. It's so catchy. Do you know what it's about? Did you catch anything from the lyrics there?
1: No, I was too busy tapping my toes and shaking my little tush.
0: For a week. For a whole week Yeah, uh, this one's an interesting one It's about um, Biosphere 2 in Arizona You know the story of Biosphere 2?
1: No, so uh, there's not a chance I would have put that together
0: (laughs) It's Wikipedia time When you just want the facts See, this is what the podcast is all about. It's about living and learning. Living and learning. Here we go. Biosphere 2 is an American Earth System science research facility located in Oracle, Arizona. Constructed between 1987 and 1991, Biosphere 2 was originally meant to demonstrate the viability of closed ecological systems to support and maintain human life in outer space. Biosphere 2 was only used twice for its original intended purposes as a closed system experiment. Both attempts, though heavily publicized, ran into problems including low amounts of food and oxygen, diet, of many animals and plants included in the experiment group dynamic tensions among the resident crew outside politics and a power struggle over management and direction of the project and then our boy frank black wrote a song about it which i think is pretty dang cool frank had this to say uh some dude said <laughs> somebody <laughs> Somebody asked him, your song, Old Black Donning, is about Biosphere 2 in Arizona. Did you go there? Frank said, yeah. Like a typical tourist, I took my drive out with my co-producer, Eric Feldman. It's worth the $10 to take the little tour. I don't know if Biosphere 2 is a good thing or a bad thing. Obviously, it has very strong critics. Some are green political thinkers, and some are regular Joe Blows living in Tucson who are like, what the fuck are those guys doing in the middle of the desert with a damn greenhouse? Cool song, cool topic. Robin liked it, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Moving on. What's the next one?
1: 10%er we we'll it to me it's another one that's fine is he um making jerk chicken
0: i'm not sure this is my i would say my second favorite song on the record oh. this is a song about 10 percenters just dummies using 10% of their brain. Yeah, I'm just another 10% or my mind is like an ocean. My mind is like an ocean, I'm hanging in the harper. I'm just drifting, letting out the line. Yeah, I love the second verse, to this day, when I'm thirsty, <laughs> if it's really hot out and I'm thirsty, that lyric pops into my head, which is, if you're getting cotton mouth, you better have some water, sucking syrup and soda, you're gonna just get hotter. I think about that when I'm thirsty on a summer's day. Isn't that weird?
1: Yeah, is he referring to like mouth breathers? Is that part of it?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, just a song about just 10%ers, just normal folk, just drifting, letting out the line, not trying too hard. Hmm. I love it. That one always got me tapping my toes and shaking my little 15-year-old tush.
1: Yeah, I thought it was fine.
0: You just think that one's fine? Hey? Yeah. Okay. It's all right. That's all right. You can feel however you want about it. That's what the podcast's all about. Yep. What do you got for me? Brackish boy. Yeah.
3: This man, it was a Mexican.
2: Oh, yeah. But I Oh, yeah.
1: This is fun.
0: It's a fun one, right? This is a great one. What do you like What do you like about it?
1: It's a fun little ditty. I don't know.
0: It is a fun little ditty. It's actually a very sad story though. Oh the,
1: man. The song is a
0: It's about a very sad story. I will read this little blurb. It says, "Before being chosen for Frank Black's debut solo album, Brackish Boy was one of the final songs recorded by the Pixies as a demo on the trompe Mon session. It was never released by the band, although a tiny clip of it survives online, and then there's a YouTube clip. Actually, screw it. Here's a clip. <laughs> basically it's about uh an adopted kid mexican who's adopted into a norwegian family but then he feels he needs to explore his roots and go and find you know his people or Mm -hmm. find his family in mexico and then he gets killed oh he gets hit by a truck oh so that's what the song's about well Um, that's sad it's very sad why did he
1: have to go and make it so fun sounding
0: (laughs) yeah that's what the song's about i like brackish boy it's a fun little ditty yeah nice little interlude Mm -hmm. the next track is two spaces
3: Gravity is feeling like a tether
0: changed it up. I was air basing on that one.
1: Yeah, that was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I was playing the four-string mother-effer there, mm-hmm. and uh, I was doing a good job.
1: Oh, yeah, you had some serious stank face
0: happening, too. <laughs> I know. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what do you think of this one? Uh,
1: I think it's another Toe or Toe Shaker. Oh,
0: isn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: It's a good one.
0: Yeah, it's really great.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like it's about outer space rather than like space in his home where he could hang
0: things. Yes, it's about outer space and the ocean. Oh, wow. Those are the two spaces. Hmm. Yeah, great song. Love that one. What's the next one? Toss. surfy little instrumental in the tradition of other pixies instrumentals
1: oh yeah yeah
0: what do you think of that one?
1: it's fine it'd be better with like a good vocal melody on top of it you know
0: yeah yeah I, I dig it i like that it's instrumental yeah i really really like that one since there's no lyrics i don't really have any <laughs> stories to read about it but uh
1: on to the next one on to
0: the next one what is it perry the wind high low hey. a very lucky little lady, because she got subjected to David Dunham unplugged. I sure did. And interactive. I grabbed the old acoustic guitar and was playing along and Uh singing and everything. What would you think of that?
1: Of your performance, it was uh, pretty great. Thank you. There was some headbanging.
0: Singing, riffing, all of it. It was wonderful. What do you think of this one?
1: My notes actually say, nah. Are you breaking up with me?
0: (laughs) I'm cool with it. But this is my favorite song on the record.
1: Yeah, it gets a big... Nah, for me. Oh, my God. I'm good. No, thank you. Really? I, yeah. I mean,
0: I can see that this wouldn't be one that would grab you. Mm-hmm.
1: There's too many changes. It sounds like he's trying to be too weird. I'm not into it.
0: Well, I don't think he's trying. I think he is. Mm. And uh, I love it. For me, this is the centerpiece of the record. Yeah. I cannot get enough of this song. And uh,
1: But this song is different than all the other songs.
0: That's probably why I like it the most.
1: Yeah. See, I just I don't think this song fits on the record.
0: It's definitely a D tour mm-hmm. but it's within it works within the confines of his songwriting. like to me it sounds like it's still a part of the album it's like uh you know it's like epic Prague frank i don't know it's just really really cool
1: to me it sounds like it was written for something else and then he just put it on this one mm-hmm. but we can agree to disagree yeah
0: no totally cool i mean i wasn't like robin's really gonna love this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty clear that not, I, I think it's pretty clear that i wouldn't like i'm not it. surprised that you didn't yeah. really but it's my favorite it's about ufos and ufo conventions and nuclear missiles and i love the synths the background synths are so creepy and cool sounding and epic and it's got some of his like classic frank black screaming like mm. he's got one of the best screams in the history of rock music certainly mm-hmm. i didn't find too much information about what the song's about i think you can glean what it's about from the lyrics mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that's my favorite song on the, on the album I used to just air guitar in the mirror to this one like you would not believe. It. <laughs> I wish there was footage. Anyway, uh, Perry the Wind High Low, let's move on. What's the next one called, Baby? Adelie. Yeah. those of you listening at home weren't privileged enough to see what just happened, but Uh, I played that whole song on drums while I looked deep in Robin's eyes and sang all the lyrics. I got the whole song. So Deep in the eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I think you can tell how I feel about that one, Robin. But how do you feel about it?
1: I mean, it's fine. It's good. (laughs) It's fine. I think it's,
0: Good. Not one I of your think, favorites.
1: Well, I don't like his singing in it. I think he sings too low in it. It would be better if he sang a bit higher.
0: If he pushed it a bit.
1: Yeah. I think I'm not crazy for his singing when he sings down low like that. Okay. He's really starting to like, he loses me a bit in the second half of this record, you know? Really? Yeah. Hmm.
0: I think the second half of the record's got some of the best tunes on it. I like I just have one note that I wrote down for this song, and it's any Pixies fan should love this song. It's a very definitive note of mine.
1: Jeez, yeah. You really um, have some strong opinions about what people should like.
0: That one for me fits right in with the with the Pixies sound. I think the, if you like the Pixies, you'll you'll like that song. I don't know if you can hear it at home, but there's freezing rain happening on our new metal roof, and it's very loud. So I apologize for that. The next song is...
1: Well, it's interesting because the next song is Every Time I Go Around Here. But in my notes, I did um, a typo and I wrote Every Time
0: I Ho Around Here. (laughs) All right, here's Every Time I Ho Around Here. this one. Yeah, yeah, thank God.
1: This one um, makes me feel like Happy and sad. Yes. Like a sentimental
0: sad. Absolutely. It's funny you say sentimental because that's what the song is about. Yeah. Frank says it's a, it's a love song through space and time. This song used to make me uh, get a little teary-eyed uh-huh. as, a, as a young man. And uh, I got a little teary-eyed listening to it today on the couch there making my notes. Did you? Yeah. Especially now with like the weight of the years and yeah. the nostalgia attached to it. Plus the song itself always made me feel that even as a, as a young man. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice vocal melody and he's singing it sweetly mm-hmm. and it's um it's just a nice little song.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful and I'm really glad you like it. Mm-hmm. I do. But don't want to end it on such a down note. We got one song to go and it's called Don't You Rile Them. Don't You Do It.
3: I'm seeing how
0: Uh, what do you think? I, what do you think of this song?
1: I think this is a good song. It's a nice way to close the record for sure. I like the abrupt, like bam, 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 way to end the song yeah. and the record. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, it seems like you're more into like the pretty nice singing that Frank does and yeah. like the prettier songs. I think that song's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I always did. I always thought the lyrics were about like uh, people going insane and then coming back in silence. But then I looked it up today, and uh, Frank, from his press kit for this record, it just says mass behavior mod. And then Frank on stage in '90. Said this. He said, This is a song about the advent of electricity and artificial light into modern life. And it is, it is. If you read the lyrics, that's kind of what it's about. So I like Frank's brain. I like what he writes songs about.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool that he's not just writing love songs or whatever. I mean, I'm a huge fan of love songs. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. it is cool that he's writing about things that other people aren't writing about.
0: So that's Frank Black's first solo record from 93, which I obviously love and it's a huge part of me. Robin, what's your diagnosis?
1: I would say that overall,
0: I give this record one thumb up. One thumb up? Where's the other thumb?
1: The other thumb's like halfway.
0: Um, Like horizontal?
1: Yeah. Nice. Truthfully, it took me like 10 to 15 listens before I was like, hey, I like this song. Hey, I like this song. Oh yeah, this song's good, you know? But I don't normally give records that kind of time investment before I realize I like some songs. Yeah. So this was like, this was work. This was some homework, and I had to dedicate the week to it. And I did that for the podcast and for you.
0: My boyfriend. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: I know I mention it every time we talk about Frank Black or the Pixies, but I think it's super cool. And it's from the Dave Grohl documentary about the studio, Sound City Studios. But he is interviewing different bands and artists that have recorded, I guess, in Sound City. And so he's throughout interviewing different artists saying like, tell me about your first band. Who is your first band? And Frank Black just looks at him and says, the Pixies. And like, how cool is that? How cool is that? Like Frank Black's... (laughs) first band was the Pixies. Could you imagine you'd be like, I can do no wrong. Like, this is my first band and I'm amazing. He is amazing. I am a musical genius. Yeah, totally. Anyway, I think that's a pretty cool thing about him.
0: So Los Angeles, are you down?
1: Yeah, that one gets a, like, that one's good.
0: Okay. I heard Ramona sing. Love it. You love that one. Uh, Hang on to your ego. That's good. Fu Manchu. Nah. Places named after numbers. Yeah. Czar. It's about John Denver.
1: Yeah, it still gets in there.
0: Okay. Old Black Donnie. Yes. 10%er. Nah. Brackish Boy. Yeah. Two Spaces. Yep. Tossed. Nah. Parry the Wind High Low. No, thank you. Adelie.
1: Mm, it's fine.
0: Every time I go around here. Yes. And Don't You Rile Them. It's fine. Okay, I, I'll take it. Yeah. I think that most of the record was either I like it or it's fine. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That was Frank Black, and we're going to move on now to The War on Droogs.
1: When can we order some dinner? I'm a little bit hungry. Right now. Thank you.
0: Let's Wikipedia these dudes. What do you say? Let's do it. Wikipedia time. When you just want the, facts.
1: the War on Drugs is an American rock band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, formed in 2005. Founded by close collaborators Adam Granduciel and Kurt Vile, The War on Drugs released their debut studio album in 2008. Vile departed shortly thereafter.
0: And the record we're doing today is called I Don't Live Here Anymore.
1: I Don't Live Here Anymore is the fifth studio album by American indie rock band The War on Drugs. It was released on October 29th, 2021 through Atlantic Records. I Don't Live Here Anymore was recorded at seven different studios over the course of three years. The album was co-produced by frontman Adam Grandesil and engineer Sean Everett.
0: Uh, And Robin assigned this one to me for homework and uh, remind me why again?
1: Because it's new and because I picked it up last week and I've been listening to it kind of nonstop since then. And so when we decided on homework, I thought this would be a good one for you to listen to just because you haven't listened to it. And I don't know that you've really dug in much to the war on drugs.
0: And what about this record did you think I might like?
1: I think that Besides the fact, or maybe despite the fact, that you think the lead vocals sound like Brian Adams, I thought that you might like it. I think it's just a nice, consistent, kind of steady, 80s-sounding record that I thought that you might dig.
0: Well, I have lots of notes about this record and the band. I will say this band confuses me, specifically this record, and I'm, I will we'll get into it as we go. Okay. One of my notes here is they look like Willco, but they sound like Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's one of my notes. That's totally a
1: fair note.
0: And uh, just getting back to his voice, uh, this record, like his voice is the perfect blend of Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, and Brian Adams. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like heavily leaning towards the Brian Adams part. Mm-hmm. And I, the one thing I like that the, there's tons of like Juno synths on this, like sounds like w- the 106 is all over and like, and it's heavy on that sort of 80s keyboard tones. Mm-hmm. And, and I like it. It's just, yeah, it's like one of my notes here is like, it's cheesy 80s corporate pop rock meets indie rock, question mark. That's sort of their deal. Because like, there's like, um, we'll talk about specific songs, but like some of the sounds they're referencing, I'm just like, wow, that's like, that's the sound you're going with? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that gets back to my, con- like I'm a little confused about their approach, I guess. But let's let's talk about it as songs come up. I'll be able to sure. talk more about that. But I do want to say here that uh, the lead guy of the band, Adam Granducille, he's 42. He's our age. So, mm-hmm. the, so the touchstones of the record make sense. He grew
1: up listening to what we listen yeah.
0: to. Some of the choices are not bands that I l- would have liked when I was a kid even. I don't know. We'll talk about it as the songs come up.
1: Before we get into song by song, I want to just talk about the record itself and how it looks. I love the cover. I also really loved A Deeper Understanding the record before this, the 2017 record.
0: So, was that the one that we would have been listening to? Yeah. Okay.
1: They were not on my radar before that record. And actually, I heard about them through a guy that I met on Bumble. We just like met a couple of times and he knew what kind of music I was into. And he was like, Hey, I think you'd like this record. And then I remember actually talking to a couple of people after being like, Do you know War on Drugs? Like friends of mine. And they were like, Yeah. And I was like, Did you think I? I would like them like how come you didn't tell me i would like them like very clearly i would like this band And they're like yeah you're right i should have told you i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't tell you but anyway this was actually one of the first records a deeper understanding was one of the first records that i bought it into the abyss because it came out just as brad was opening the store oh wow
0: and that one won a grammy yeah yes best rock album i believe right Yeah, I think
1: so. And I listened to it a lot that winter. And so I really love that this record is coming out at this time of year as things are getting cold. I love that the record is like a snowy, wintry cover. I don't know. I just love it. Like before I even heard a song on it, I just kind of have an emotional attachment to it. I love, I feel like I'm going to listen to it all winter long.
0: Yeah, I just saw an interview today when I was looking around on the internet. They had an Airbnb that was 100 yards from the studio. So every morning they would make a couple french press pots of coffee and walk to the studio so that's obviously a picture from one of those mornings i love it the first song is living proof but i'm rising
1: track living proof. What do you think of this one?
0: Uh it's nice. It's boring, <laughs> but it's nice. Yeah. Like it's uh I personally like records that start with a bang right I, I don't like big drawn out intros to records mm-hmm. instrumental or noise I'm just not into it it's not my thing right um, so for me it's like a slow start and then once it actually gets going the song it never really goes anywhere for me right I like it but I'm like eh, it's, it's fine
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I like it I like the piano with the strumming guitar I like that it starts off slow and like it slowly builds into mm-hmm. something bigger I really love that I feel like it ends right where a deeper understanding left off. I like the lyrics. I like that it's a sad song. I like that you know, the lyric where he says, I went down to the corner, they're building up my block. I love when songs are about just kind of what's happening around the songwriter, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they are kind of boring, but they're, I don't know. I just, I love it. I like this song.
0: Apparently this was a single. Oh, there's, yeah? there's a video, which huh. is an odd choice. Yeah. But what do I know? Obviously they know what they're doing and I don't. So that's cool. Yeah. A nice little ditty to start the record. Yeah. Next one is called Harmonia's Dream. <laughs>
1: dream what'd you think
0: I like this one yeah
1: it's picking the pace up a bit
0: picking the pace up a bit when it starts as far as like production and instrumentation and the sound of it it reminds me a lot of Fleetwood Mac
1: yeah I see that
0: and that big chorus big catchy chorus it, it really opens up my only criticism is I think it's too long mm. the song is like six minutes long right it has a very long drawn out outro mm-hmm. which for me I, I I don't I don't know why they did that yeah but uh, yeah this one is on my list of ones that I, I enjoy Good. I do like it.
1: For me, it's such a like a headphones record, you know, and you Mm -hmm. can really hear it. It's so full, you know, and there's so much going on and so many layers. I like listening to it on headphones for that
0: purpose. Yeah, the production is like really stellar. Mm -hmm. Um, All the keyboards, all of the synths happening are really, really cool.
1: Yeah, and Um, I I love that in this song in particular, the piano, the keyboards. There's a great bridge. Like this song's great.
0: uh, You want to move on to the next one?
1: Yeah, what's up next? Change. What do you think of that one, Baby Dave?
0: I really like this one. The intro, the chord progression, and that arpeggiated plucked guitar chord, the lead guitar, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite piece of music on the record. Oh, wow. I really, really love that. Yeah. I really love it. Um, the rest of the song's good, but that part there, and again, heavy on the Fleetwood Mac for me, yeah. that opening. It's specifically, it really sounds like something off Tango in the Night, the mm-hmm. 87 record. Specifically, you remember the song Seven Wonders? Yeah. That It totally reminds me of that. Maybe mm. that's just me, but uh, here's a clip. The song again, it's it's too long.
1: Well, and I think you know when you look at the record, you're like, oh, cool. There's only ten songs on it, but it's because they're really long. Mm-hmm.
0: And the opening piece that I really love, it doesn't. The rest of the song doesn't deliver on the promise of that beautiful opening to me. Right. But I do like it. It's one of uh, the ones on the on the record that I I do like a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it too. I love the picky guitars, what I call it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how if I how I worded it was correct either. Yeah,
1: but. I also um, really love the bass line together with the vocal melody which i normally wouldn't be listening for a baseline or like pick a baseline out Mm -hmm. in a song but in this one it really stands out to me i love it it's
0: a good one the next song is called i don't want to wait
1: To hear what you think of this song,
0: I've got thoughts on this one. Mm -hmm. This song is the first one that, like, I was confused. This is where the band starts to confuse me. Yeah. So it starts out. It sounds like Phil Collins. It does. Sounds like something off No Jacket Required, which is cool.
1: Yeah. Totally cool. He's got the like 808 in the air tonight. Sound going. Yeah.
0: It's more like a CR78. I got it in my notes. (laughs) Okay, so that's not an 808. No, it's like a more late 70s rhythm box, semi-programmable. But like, that's the sound that's on. That that's the sound you're hearing. Is that?
1: But is it not an 808? On In the Air tonight? Because that sounded just like In the Air tonight. I don't think it's an me.
0: 808 on In the Air tonight. I think it's like one of those late 70s rhythm boxes. Should we find out? Yeah. Wikipedia time. When you
2: just want the
0: Okay, so regarding In the Air Tonight, musically, the song consists of a series of ominous chords played on a sequential circuit's Prophet 5 over a simple drum machine pattern, which is the Roland CR-78 Disco 2 pattern plus some programming. Fine. I'm pretty sure that's what you're hearing at the beginning of this song. Yeah, it does uh, sound just like In the Air Tonight. Yeah, War on Drugs. Um, This song sounds like when it picks up for the second verse, it sounds like Foreigner. Yeah. And then the chorus opens up, and it's like mid-80s heart... (laughs) specifically the Bad Animals record, Meets Brian Adams, Meets the Flame by Cheap Trick. It's so mid-80s corporate pop rock. Are they going for that? Are they doing that on purpose?
1: I don't know, but that awkward-sounding
0: bridge... The bridge like is like the
1: vocal melody in the bridge. I don't I like, don't like it.
0: There's a bridge, and then there's something after it which also sounds like a bridge, and they're super corny. Yeah. When this song came up during my listening, I was like, what is happening? I don't <laughs> I don't understand what they're going for. And here's the other thing: all the reviews I've read mm-hmm. for this record when I was doing my research for the show, none of the reviews are are mentioning these bands. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like mid 80s corporate pop rock, and no one's talking about it, and that's where I get confused. I'm like, is is it just me? It's an odd combo for a record in 2021, especially a band that's so critically acclaimed and is considered indie rock, quote unquote. Odd odd sounds, I don't understand. Do you understand? Let us know what the <laughs> fuck's going on at <laughs> Red Express Hunt. Uh let's go to the next one. It is called Victim. 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 What do you think? I'm confused.
1: Okay, let's talk about it. I have notes. Uh Uh-huh.
0: One of my notes here is the knight belongs to Michelob. Okay. (laughs) Because... Yeah, because it's just got that sexy nighttime 80s feel. If you remember those Night Belongs to Michelob commercials, you'll you'll know what I'm going for. I love the synths it starts with. I love Mm -hmm. the synthesized sort of sound at the beginning. But also, I think it sounds like Mr. Mister. Sure. Yep. Again, with the corporate cheesy 80s pop rock Mm -hmm. sort of feel. Are they this electronic on earlier records? Do they sound like this on other records?
1: Well, on a deeper understanding, it's still 80s sounding, but Mm -hmm. not like...
0: Not this programmed and...
1: Not like this 80s sounding.
0: Also, once the song picks up speed, if you took the vocals off, it sounds like it could be like a training montage in Karate Kid.
1: I think it sounds like an 80s dance movie soundtrack. (laughs) Like, um like they're getting ready for the big dance competition. The big
0: dance, yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, b- in, um, but a montage.
1: Yeah, totally a montage. Yeah. But it's like in um like girls just wanna have fun. I don't know if you would have ever seen that movie, I never but saw I that saw one. it repeatedly over yeah. and over again and loved it. Sarah c-
0: Jessica Parker. This could be in it? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, having said all that, I do like this one. Yeah, me too. It's the first one on the record that well actually it's the second one that I've been confused by, but I actually do dig it. I don't want to wait I don't like. Mm-hmm. But this one I like. The next one's called I Don't Live Here Anymore.
1: Side two, track one. What do you think?
0: Well, I want to say that when I first went to listen to the record on Spotify, I got super excited because I thought it said featuring Ludacris. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's nuts. They,
1: <laughs> that would like, be nuts.
0: That's cool. But then it's not. It's Lu- Lucius, or Lucius? L-U-C-I-U-S. Luscious? I don't know. And I don't care. Um, the, so- <laughs> the song is... Uh, when i first heard it i got a note here i was like this has to be a single this seems like the single and it is there's a video Well, it's
1: a title track
0: yeah and it's uh there's a video it's a single
1: mm-hmm.
0: i like it but i th- like it because it sounds very very much like m83 mm. specifically it sounds a lot like a song called kim and jesse off of saturdays equals youth okay Do you know that song no here's a clip
1: Yeah, that sounds um, very similar. Yeah,
0: very, very similar. However, the War on Drugs sounds like M83 meets Def Leppard. (sighs) Like this song sounds like something off Hysteria, specifically the song Hysteria or like Animal. Like it sounds like Def Leppard.
1: I don't think it sounds like Def Leppard. I mean, it sounds like big, you know, if that's like, is that what you mean? Like the production
0: sounds. It sounds like Def Leppard. Yeah. Like the, the, just, it sounds like Def Leppard to me.
1: Yeah, I don't think it sounds like Def Leppard. Let's
0: listen again. You hear it a little bit, right?
1: Okay. When I remove the vocals and just listen to the guitar and the drums, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. It does sound like a Mutlang
0: production. Yes, it does. Now, I like this one.
1: Yeah, I, I love this one. I like it
0: quite a bit, actually.
1: Side two, track one. Yes. Never fails me.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. But it also is, uh, you know... I'm confused by it, but I like it.
1: (laughs) I don't think you need to be confused. This is the kind of music, I mean, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I also just, over the break, have pulled up an article that is the um, War on Drugs' Six Biggest Influences.
0: Oh, okay. What are those?
1: Bob Dylan, The Grateful Dead, Nick Cave, The Rolling Stones, Wilco, and Bruce Springsteen.
0: That doesn't help us at all.
1: No. I think if we're talking of just about vocals, I can see Bruce Springsteen and Bob, Bob Dylan yeah. for sure. Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen for the vocal melodies? Sure. And and Bob Dylan for the vocals themselves? The other ones I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. So but much. where
0: does Mr. Mister, Heart, <laughs> Mid-Age Cheap Trick, Def Leppard, Foreigner and who else did I say?
1: Yeah, these are kind of like the cool, like what you're supposed that's, to say you're influenced by.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But this record does not sound like that band is influenced by that stuff. That's why I'm confused. hmm Is the producer, the Sean Everett fella, is he into Mr. Mister? Like what's going on? I don't know. Sean, if you're out there, let us know at Reaction Brats Pod. Let's move on. The next song is about my life and where I'm at with myself. It's called Old Skin.
1: Aw, Davey. <laughs> It's only 44 years old. Old skin.
0: I have thoughts. And what are they? <laughs> More of the same. That pre-chorus sounds like Def Leppard. That sounds like Joe Elliott singing. That sounds like a Def Leppard song. I love the synths in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for 80 cents pads, all of it. Synth leads. I'm down with that stuff. But that sounds like Def Leppard produced by Mutt Lang. It sounds like Brian Adams produced by Mutt Lang. And it's just an odd choice.
1: Yeah. See, I get Tom Petty. I don't get Def Leppard. I agreed with you in the last song about Def Leppard. This one, I it feels like a Tom Petty song to me. Although those keyboards that like din, din,
0: din. Yeah.
1: what I hear is if we could build this world together oh, I get that song specifically
0: I was just in my head trying to remember the name of the Starship <laughs> record that built <laughs> yeah. this city on, it's knee deep in the hoopla is the record and you're 100% right because I was just about to say that
1: Uh huh. I love that song I loved Mannequin I loved the movie <laughs> I love that song I am fully on board with the cheesy 80 sound that goes with this record so i have no complaints
0: yeah no this song gets a big old stinky double thumbs down from me yeah, <gasps> i like I, it this one i do not like mm-hmm. no it's corny as fuck
1: <laughs> i love corny
0: <laughs> yeah it's not for me this one i'll say it now it's the only song on the record that i'm like nope, really not happening yeah
1: what about i don't want to wait like i like this I one like, better than i don't want to wait
0: musically i don't want to wait has cooler things that i'm more apt to like happening yeah this one to me just sounds like cheesy 1987 butt rock i, I, don't, yeah. know, I, don't, I don't like it i like
1: 1987 butt rock
0: <laughs> well that's why i'm dating you Yep. um <laughs> let's move on the next song's called wasted also in the name of a def Leppard song
1: you <laughs> think that's on purpose
0: at this point yes
1: What do you think, Davey?
0: Well, I've got my notes here. I have five notes about this song, and they are... I might as well just read them. One was Give Me More of This. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA album meets the Bruce Springsteen album, Tunnel of Love.
1: Love both of those.
0: I like the pre-chorus. Actually, I'll change that. I love the pre-chorus, or what I consider to be the pre-chorus. I don't know actually what it is. This the song's kind of weirdly arranged. Uh, my next note was I Wish There Were a Couple More Like This on the album. And mm-hmm. my last note is big old chorus. Yup. Nice. So yeah, I really like this one. It's one of my favorites on the record and mm-hmm. I, when I started to listen to this album, I was expecting more of that. Yeah. Just from the limited amount that I know about the band. When that song came out, I was like, oh, here's what I thought this album was going to be. Right. And I really like it. Yeah. Like it's 80s inspired, but not cheesy. It sounds big, it's full, it's emotional. I love the keyboards. Mm-hmm. It's aggressive. I love his vocal style. I love the slap back on the vocals. Yeah, like this song's cool i really like this song and i wish there was more like it on the album good what do you think of it
1: i love it too it's got me tapping my toes and shaking, shaking my your little tush. tush it's a tush shaker yeah. and i love it it's a good one it is a good one next
0: all right the next one is rings around my father's eyes
1: Aww. sounds like it's gonna be sad
0: sounds like his dad was a raccoon
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds also a bit like that um mike and the mechanic song
0: the living years
1: yeah, it sounds like it's going to be like The Living Years yeah. now that you've and pointed out that it's...
0: It kind of is. <laughs> Let's play it. Here's okay. a clip. There's a bridge
3: connecting me Rings around my father's eyes Light above the morning sea
1: What are your notes, Davey?
0: I don't have any. This It's pretty yeah, and it's nice, mm-hmm. but it's boring.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way too about this
0: one. Mm-hmm. This would be, definitely be a skipper. I don't dislike it, but if you called it Raccoon Dad, I might be more <laughs> apt to listen to the whole thing. I feel bad. I'm sure this one means a lot to him. I'm sure it does too, but he'll never ever hear this. It's true. And he seems like a, a, a nice fella. He's probably got a sense of humor. Yeah. I don't think his dad was a raccoon, <laughs> obviously. <laughs>
1: No, this one is, um yeah, this one's fine. It's a it's a nice song. I agree. A little bit boring, a little bit like, that's eh, it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's just, okay, whatever.
1: Let's move on to the last song on the record.
0: Yeah, we're already at the last song of the record, and it's called Occasional Rain.
1: Feel the storm coming
3: on. Feel the darkness at your gate. Live the loneliness of life. Keep on moving. From to shades of gray Until you've seen it from the other side Oh, if loving you's the same It's only some occasional rain It's only some occasional rain
1: Occasional Rain, the last song on the record. Yep. What do you think? I like it. I like it too.
0: Yes, it's um, it's middle of the road. It's an odd choice to end the record, but I kind of like it when bands or artists end the record with the song you don't expect. Because mm-hmm. the cliche thing to do is to put the big, long, epic song at the end, which I've certainly been guilty of in bands I've been in. But I like it when... People don't do that. Just throw a song on at the end. So in that sense, I like it that they did that. But also this song might have been better as like track four or three, maybe, or five. Or maybe
1: six, seven, or or eight. Or even six,
0: seven, or eight. Yeah. Um, But just somewhere in the middle of the record, it seems like where this one would have went.
1: I like that they ended with this song. So do I. I like that it's sad and jangly. I feel like we're right back where we started. Yeah. You know, I like that about Mm -hmm. this Song ending in particular. Yeah.
0: It, and it's very lush mm-hmm. and it flows. It's like very floating on a cloud and it's pretty. Yeah, I, I, I like this one a lot.
1: hmm Yeah. So that's the record. So that's the whole record. That's Why I Don't Live Here Anymore by The War on Drugs. And so how many thumbs would you give this?
0: I feel the same way that you feel about Frank Black. Yeah? It's a full thumb up and maybe like a horizontal thumb. Yeah. There's lots of stuff I really like about it, mm-hmm. but there's lots of stuff that I really don't like. Right. But the one thing I will say is this has piqued my interest. I want to check out their old records now Mm -hmm. to see if they've got this cheesy pop 80s thing happening on the other records. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to go back to their early records because I was reading today those records got compared to Shoegaze a lot, Mm -hmm. which I think might be more something I might be into to hear that older stuff. So if anything, it's made me want to listen to more War on Drugs. Cool. Let's do it. But this record, I would be, you know, if I was going to put it on, I'm skipping ahead or skipping back, you know, for sure. But I Mm -hmm. do like it. I like it. Uh, one and a half thumbs up, I guess you would say.
1: Okay, so should we go um, see what you think of the tracks? Living Proof.
0: Nice, but it's boring.
1: Harmonious Dream.
0: I like it. Sounds like Fleetwood Mac in many ways. Change. Like I said, the beginning instrumental approach, the guitars and everything, it's my favorite piece of music on the record, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: I don't want to wait.
0: I like it, but it confuses me. Victim. Again, Night Belongs to Milk Lobe. Sounds like Mr. <laughs> Mister. I dig it, but it confuses me.
1: I don't live here anymore.
0: Really like it. Sounds like M83 mixed with Def Leppard. Corns me out, but I like it. Old Skin. Do not like it. That's a thumbs down. Wasted. Uh, My favorite song on the record, probably. I wish there was more songs like this.
1: Rings Around My Raccoon Father's Eyes.
0: (laughs) Raccoon Dad. It's pretty, but it's boring.
1: An Occasional Rain.
0: I like it. Good song. Middle of the road, but I like it.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: Which is kind of what I feel about the record. Kind of middle of the road, and I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we did this. I really like this record. I really like the record before this. We do have the record before that one. I don't remember what it's called right now. We have three War on Drugs Oh, do we really?
0: So we have the two before this one. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Well, Mm -hmm. there you go. You can dig in. I'm going to dig in, Mm -hmm. for sure.
1: I love... The homework
0: episodes. I like them a lot, too.
1: They're fun, and they're interesting for us to prepare for. They are.
0: They I'm, are a lot of work. They're a ton of work. Yeah. I am out of ideas <laughs> for entire albums to give you for homework, but I'll have to think about it more.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have more in mind for me? Not at the present moment. Yeah, I'll have
0: to, we'll, have to, we'll have to think about that one. Mm-hmm. We are at the end of the episode, but before we sign out, I'm going to ask, uh, if you like our show, please tell a friend. And uh, if you could, just go on to Apple Podcasts and you know leave a review, leave a five-star, Review. Yeah, have some kind words for us. We would appreciate that.
1: It helps us.
0: It does really help. We
1: have some pretty good reviews up there now.
0: We do some Sh- fun ones. Should I read one? Yeah. Alrighty. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I hadn't thought that much about it. <laughs> I have a favorite. Oh well, let's read your favorite. Who is it? Okay, so Robin has a favorite review. So we're gonna we're gonna read that one. Is it
1: weird to have a favorite review?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have many, so you know,
1: there's a few on here. I mean, we have 28 people have gone on and rated it. And then, I don't know, a few people have gone on and written their reviews. My favorite review comes to us from St. Gander. And he says, The beauty and the beast of music nerd podcast duos. Best in the business. More metal, please.
0: Oh, well, there will be more metal. Mm-hmm. We're, we're working on something for that. We are. So, yeah. Thank you, St. Gander. Thank that's
1: you. a nice review.
0: Thank you, St. Gander. Five and stars to boot. And If you want to leave a re- review for us, uh, that's nice. Maybe we'll read it on the air. You never know. Yeah. Well, that was episode 18, Homework Again. And uh, Robin, thanks for doing this. Thank you, Davey. Let's get the heck out of here. Yeah,
1: we got some like Beatles to watch, and I think we've got like seven more hours to watch.
0: Yeah, at least. <laughs> I love it. Until next time, see ya. Bye. Thank
3: So much to give you this love in my heart What is if- it?